apologising for like dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. Last Sunday at Park Equive, we witnessed one of the most absorbing and intense county finals in recent memory. But unfortunately, Clonakilty weren't able to bring the cup back west, despite a valiant effort against St Finbars. On today's podcast, we're going to chat to Clonakilty captain Owen DC about Sunday's game and about his side's brilliant season and run to the final. It was nip. It was tough, and in the end, it was the Bars who came out on top, winning with a point in injury time from their talisman, Stephen Sherlock. The game finishing 14 points to 13. And Kieran, despite being rank outsiders going into the game, you'd have to say that Hawley O'Neill and his team will have been bitterly disappointed coming away from Pork Equive on Sunday because they looked to have had every chance of winning throughout the hour especially in that second half. That second half was epic. The momentum switched one way in the other. And in fairness, Clan slugged it out with the Bears. The Bears were one of the top teams over the last couple of years. And, the, and Clan stood toe-to-toe with the Bears. And they took what the Bears threw at them. And then they came back with their own punches. Like, there was a couple of moments there we were thinking, OK, Clan have the momentum. They went a point up early in the last quarter. And it looked like, Jesus, here we go. Like, we're on the brink of something special. But then, in fairness, the Bears are... Are a seasoned outfit like they have some class players like Stephen Sherlock got the winning point, which was probably no surprise given his record in the championship this year. But E. Maguire was superb and majestic all through as well. And the Bars have that big game experience. What they had too, they had the bench. They brought five or six lads off the bench and they all made a, a big a big impact. Whereas Murray got a point. Or McGreevy set up Sherlock for that last point. They're able to bring Michael Shields off the bench, you know, as does that experience counted. While Clan, on the other hand, brought young Connor Daly. He's still in secondary school in Clan Community College. They brought him off the bench. So just showed the difference in strength and depth. But what an effort by Clan. Like it was heroic. It was gallant. It was everything you'd ask him. Um, every Clan supporter must be extremely proud of that team because like you said, Jack, they were rank outsiders. Go back to the start of the year and nobody would have given Clan a real chance of qualifying for a for a county senior football final. But they got there in merit. And in the final on, on the big day, they more than held their own. They came so, so close. And I think that's what's probably so gut-wrenching and heartbreaking is they lost by a single point scored in the third minute of injury time. If they were beaten by five or six points, they could probably hold their hands up and say, yeah, she's the better team won in the day. But to lose in the manner that they did, it, it, it's a lot worse than losing by five or six points. Because if you look at the journey that Clan took from that first game against Ireland and Ross to the county final, it was a long, hard journey. And to come so close, like fingertip close to, to winning that title and then to miss out. And now to go back to square one again for next year in a huge competitive championship. Like it's a it's a tough one to take, but they have a platform to build on now. 
But you said there, Kieran, that if they had lost by five or six points, they would have been less disappointed because it would have been um, more clear cut. Yeah, more clear cut. But there is an argument to make that they almost could have won the game by five or six points, considering what I would argue were very good goal scoring chances in the first half. And unfortunately, they didn't manage to convert any of those but they'll rue those misses because it could have been a totally different game at half time if any of those two or three goal chances had rattled the bars net because the bars didn't really threaten the clone goal at all throughout the game that's exactly it and in last week's preview podcast um Hardy Sullivan and Dermot Duggan, they made that point that Clan probably needed a goal or two to beat the bars and that's the way it, it kind of it panned out because the bars won by one point in the end but it was Clan who had the two best goal chances of the game and Ben Ridgeway got sent through by Sean White, what, maybe 10 minutes into the game. And Ridgeway shot, it was low, but it didn't, it, I think it lacked conviction and, and um, it lacked power. And Kearns was able to, to palm it away. Then in the second quarter, her Joe Grimes came through and he took a shot from just outside the square. But Ross Mannix was just out to Grimes' right. And, and Ross Mannix was, was all alone. And it looked like Grimes just didn't see him because if he popped the pass out there, you're giving it to giving it to a forward who would have a better chance of scoring than a midfielder. Um, the one thing, Clan did create two really good goal chances, but they fell to their two midfielders. If that fell to a Mannix or, or a McAvoy, it could have been a different story. Um, but in fairness, like I said, Clan created those chances. But I think the image that, that sticks with me, Jack, is after the game, I was um, under the tunnel and to see the Clan players coming in, um, it was single file, head down, so forlorn, so so gutted, so heartbroken. And you could just see the effort that those lads put into it. And then even Limo Donovan, who we spoke about last week as well, he was their, their talismanic wing back who um, suffered a tear for a, a grade four hamstring tear. He was there in crutches as well. And you could see it in their eyes, you know, you could see it in their eyes how much this loss hurt. And um, it just, it's an image that will stick with me for a while because it's a group of players that are hurting. But like I said already, um, there's a platform here, a platform to build on. Okay, well, Kieran, talk to me about the game from a tactical perspective because a lot was made in the build-up of how Clon needed to be very solid defensively, and I think they achieved that because, as we said at the top, their talismans, uh, the Barris talisman, Stephen Sherlock, did score the winning point, but he didn't do anywhere near the amount of damage that he did to Castlehaven in the semi-final. He was quiet for much of the game. He came into his own maybe in the second half, but Clon really kept a lid on him. So from a tactical point of view, what Clon done seemed to work. They kept the game tight. They kept it within a point throughout. They were never more than two points behind. So even on their best day, the Bars just had that little bit more. Clon's game plan was to keep it as tight as they could and not let the Bars get three, four or five points ahead. Because let's say like Clan have the better defence, but Bars have the, have the better forwards because they have Stephen Sherlock, the championship's top scorer. So Clan's game plan worked. They kept in there. They were in the game right through. And um, the Bars never built up ahead of steam. They never, um, just never ran away with, with, with a big lead. Okay, in the second quarter, the Bars outscored Clan four points to, to, to none. But still the Bars only led by two points at halftime, 6-4. So um, Clan put Tom Clancy on Stephen Sherlock and Clancy did a superb job absolutely brilliant on on um on Sherlock but Sherlock is just so good like Sherlock stole that yard or two right at the end and that was enough for him to pop over the winner when, when it mattered most he was ready to score exactly and Holly O'Sullivan has written in his column in the star before about clutch moment and clutch kicks where big characters and big players step up with big plays and that's exactly what Stephen Sherlock did 
he found that extra yard. He drifted away from, from Clancy when it mattered, got the ball and popped it over. But in general, Clancy did a really good job on on, on, on Sherlock. And you look at it like to Sean White again at wing back and, and, and David Lowney was superb. Those two men, the amount of ball they went through and processed, the, the link they provided between defence and attack, you couldn't have asked for any more of them. They were they were they were superb. And Clan, especially in the first half, they did cause the Bears an awful lot of problems when they ran at them, when, when they went direct. I think in, in the second half, Clan didn't do that as much. Um, the passes became more 50-50 rather than the first half. Clan were, were finding more holds and creating more chances. Um, but I think that comes down as well. The Clan just got tired in the second half and they didn't have that binge to lean on. They didn't have the players and that depth, depth, of, depth of quality to replace those fellas who are getting tired out there like, like the Bears did. But tactically, it played out just like Clan would have wanted. They kept it in arm's reach all day. They were in... In um just in range all through, but just in the end, I think that bar's experience, that bar's strength, the bar's class, and the bar's strength and depth just just told. Just uh, a name you mentioned there that I want to bring up as well because I was so impressed by his performance on the day, and that is David Lowney, who was doing probably the most unglamorous job amongst the Clonakilty team because he was expected to win almost every one of Mark White's kickouts and he won almost every single one of them single-handedly so every time he would do this darting run from deep from off camera I wasn't at the game so I was watching it on the Irish Examiner's stream and he would come from off camera at the last second and he won almost every single one of them hand up Mark and then he played some lovely balls in to the corner forward so he won't have gotten many of the plaudits because he didn't get on the score sheet I don't think maybe he got one point but I don't think so but the amount of the goalkeeper's kickouts that he was there for when it seemed no other club player on the pitch wanted anything to do with the kickouts, even in the last five, ten minutes. He was making that run every single time. So so impressive, considering how hard that role is. He was superb in in, in this week's Southern Star Tom Lines is his match ratings, and he describes it as Lowney's best game in a clown shirt. And it was, like you said there, Jack, he was immense. The amount of ball that, that man went through, and he was so efficient in, oh, in position. His, as his well. use of the ball when he actually got his hands on it from like deep. Un, you know, unsexy positions. He was still finding passes. He was so clever in possession. Like you said, he won so much ball. And if you're looking at bigger picture and outside of this, I know, talk about Keith Ricken is looking at players all across the county to bring into the Cork Senior Football Panel. And you think there's a couple of clan lads there that he has to take a look at. And Lowney should be one of those, as well as that um, fullback Thomas Clancy, who you mentioned earlier. He's been off the Cork Panel for a couple of years, but he's been a rock throughout this, this, um, this championship campaign. Whether Clancy wants to go back in with Cork or not, I, I'm not too sure. Like uh, he's 29 years old now, but he was immense all through. Um, Sean White was obviously on on the Cork panel, but after the last couple of games, Sean White should be played at wing back on on the Cork football team. He has been absolutely brilliant the last two games against the Bears the last day and against Douglas the the day before. Uh, with, with Cork at times he's been used in the half forward line and so on, but we've seen the strength of him coming from deep, running with the ball. He's just. Um, He's such a weapon coming out with, with, with the ball and he's just such a great engine on, on him as well. So there's an awful lot of positives for Clan to take from, from this season and to go into 2022. But just for a second, Jack, I was working out the seedings for next year's um, Cork Premier Senior Football Championship. And this is just almost a highlight of why Clan will, they came so close but out of back to square one. It's going to be so competitive next year. So like we know, the Cork Premier Senior Football Championship, there's three groups of four. So that in, in the top the top seeds um, for next year's groups, you'll have Douglas, the Bars, and Castlehaven. 
Then in the next group, you have Valleys, Era Org, and Clannacilte. Then in the third teams, Nemo Rangers, our third team next year, Ballon Colleague and Newcestown. And in the fourth set of teams, you have Carby Rangers, Carrigaline, and Mallow. So if you're looking at that from a from a clan perspective, they did so, so well to get to the county final um, this year. But in next year's group, let's say, for example, they could get the Bars, they could get Nemo, and they could get Carby Rangers. But like, that's how competitive this championship is. No team would want to get Nemo as their third team in the group next year. Like it, it's it's crazy how competitive this championship is. And no team will want to get Mallow as their fourth team after their oh. win at Park Aquiva on Sunday as well. No, and you're looking too like there's a possibility too of an, another West Cork group of date. You could have Haven, kind of Kilty, Newstone, and Caribbean Rangers in the one group. Like it's just this championship is getting more competitive. That's why Clan did it so so well to get to the final this year. But there's absolutely no guarantees because you have that group of three, four, five clubs. You have the Bars, you've Haven, you've Nemo, who've been the top three clubs the last couple of years. But you can add Clan into that mix now. Douglas were the top team in the group stage this year. Valleys are there, thereabouts. Aero Oak are finding their feet. Um, nobody wants to draw Nooses Town either. Then you've Carby Rangers, who had a poor championship, and they're in the fourth tier. But there's, they're a quality outfit too. Okay, they're rebuilding, but there is, there is quality in that team. So it just shows how competitive this championship is and how hard it is to get to the county final. So for Clan, it's so, so well to get there, but they know they have a hell of a job on their hands to get back there again. Yeah, look, what an absolutely outstanding run from Clannacilty in this year's championship. Commiserations to all the people from Clan who are involved, fans, supporters, everyone. What a journey it was. It's almost as if we're talking about them like they'd won, considering how good the performance was, but unfortunately it just wasn't to be, and the Bars just had that extra bit. Kieran, before we go to Owen, you want to say one more thing? Just on that, like you said, Clan obviously they didn't win, but what they did do is they've injected new life into in the Clan of Kilty GA Club. And you could see it the last day, um, there was big support up there. They had a homecoming in, in, in Clan on Sunday night, and there was a huge crowd there. There was um, the lads were up on, on a on a on a on a on the back of a lorry, kind of an open stage lorry, and they were talking Holly O'Neill and a couple of players addressed the crowd. And you could see that this, I think this is just a kind of it's 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 re-energized Clan of Kilty GA Club. And I think that's very important too. Holly O'Neill was speaking on Sunday night. And he's almost speaking to the kids at Clan of Kilty. Look, the, this is where you want to be. Wear the green and red jersey. So I think in the bigger picture, again, hopefully that Clan, that the, that the club, that this will re-energize the club. And one of the nicest moments of the last on Sunday was just before the Clan team ran back out for the second half of the county final. There were six points to four down. But the Clan of Kilty 1996 team that won the county senior football championship, who were honoured at halftime in Parker Creek on Sunday, they lined the tunnel for the current clan crop to, to run out. And they, it was a guard of honour. It was a round of applause. It was a rousing reception. Call it what you want. But it was lovely to see that link between 96 and 2001. And that's a special moment for clan because it just brings the club tighter and tighter together. And you could see even clan players, clan players from that team, they were posting messages on Facebook since saying, well done, lads. You put the club back in the map. You've done us proud. So I think for clan, like there's... They've just, like I said, they've re-energised that club and there's something to build on. And I think what's key to in all of this is Holly O'Neill. We've spoken about him before. He's done a superb job, him and his management team of Brian Murphy, Neil DC, and Owen Ryan of, of pointing this clanship backwards. And you'd hope and just hope that they're back there again next year and they'll continue on the good work that they've done this year. 
Yeah, and just a final one for me then, Kieran, to follow on to that point, because I was just reading Tony Lean in the Irish Examiner this week who mentioned how important it is for towns like Clonakilty and Mallows and Mitchell's towns to be producing good teams because they are the focal point for entire communities. And so maybe Clon's run to the final this year can act as an inspiration for the likes of Bandon, Skibbereen, Bantry, the big towns of West Cork, who know that they have the ability and should have the resources to get back to the promised land. So maybe Clon can act as a catalyst for the big towns of West Cork over the coming years. But anyway, let's chat now to Clonakilty's defeated captain, Owen DC. It's just a couple of days after the county final. This is Wednesday. The final was Sunday and we're joined by Owen DC to reflect on, on a, I suppose, a disappointing day at the office for Clon, but the season overall, there's so many positives to take. But let, let's just go to Sunday first. Um, how are you feeling now a couple of days on from, from the county final one? Um, well, of course, you'd still be massively disappointed. But I suppose you got to take, as you said, there's been plenty of positives the start of the year, like our aim was to get out of the group. So I suppose we achieved that. But that said, at the same time, to lose by a point and to be well within it and probably could have won, not should have won, but um, it is tough, all right. <laughs> And like you said there, you lost by that single point, like, and that's probably probably what what stings because you were you were you were so close till Sherlock popped up in the in the sixty third minute. And um, looking at the game as a whole, was it planning out as you hoped it as as you hoped it would? Yeah, well, I suppose we played them in the group stages, and we played them in the league final as well this year. Um, that was the day after hurling, so we were probably missing a few bodies there. The league or in the the third game in the group. They were way better than us on the day, but like as the year went on, I think we we clearly improved, and as every game we played, we improved and got better. So I suppose you got to take that positive as well. And on the day, as I said, not should have won, but maybe could have won, and I suppose that's what makes it hurt so much. But we'll be back hopefully. What was the game plan on Sunday? So because you never let the bars get too far ahead. You were always within striking distance, and even inside in the last quarter, climb went to point up. So was was that a part of it? Knowing that the that the bars were so strong, um, scoring wise, they put up huge totals. Did you just want to stay as close as you could for as long as you can, and then see what happens in the final quarter? Yeah, I suppose that was the kind of aim. Like because you know the bars are they're a classy outfit with classy forwards and classy backs as well. Um, so we were trying to keep the game as close as possible for as long as possible. But like at the same time, as we did improve throughout the year, I don't think anyone was surprised because we probably were, we'd be confident. We're all like with a, a good team and uh, you'd be confident your ability. It's just to apply it. And I suppose this year was the first year we kind of got a run of performances. And I suppose that means a lot. And you produced a big performance on the big day. Uh, what was the most pleasing aspect for you of what what Clan did last Sunday? Um, I don't know. I suppose, as I said, to get like our aim at the start of the year was to get out of the group and to keep improving. Like, I, I, there was a clear improvement in the knockout stages as opposed to the group games, and that's really pleasing. And hopefully, um, we can just keep building on that. What about that improvement down to own? Is is it is it confidence? Is it self belief? Is it momentum? What can you trace it back to? I'm not too sure to be honest. Like, I suppose um, we have a great team involved, as in the management, the selectors are outstanding, 
but at the same time, like it's not too much different from from whatever year. Everyone goes out trains the Tuesday, the Friday, the Sunday. It's all similar drills, similar approaches. It's just sometimes you get a bit of a luck in sport and um, and that kind of starts building and a bit of a momentum behind you. And I'd say that helped us. It just seemed to click for you this year. I was talking to Liam O'Donovan before the semi-final against Douglas and he was telling me that he was just sick of losing. He said, like, and the players, the players were just sick of losing because if you look at Clan, it's one of the sleeping giants of Cork football, a huge club with a proud tradition and some really, really good players. There are a lot of inter-county players as well. And this is the year all the pieces of the jigsaw seem to fit in and you got those performances and, and you got those results. So could could you sense it yourself, even from the league through to the championship, that there was something different about the season? Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. I've been thinking a lot about it. Um, I'm not really sure what the difference is, but whatever's happened, we got a bit of luck this year and we built on it. Um, I suppose the past few years, there's always been one or two. I could have a few bad injuries and you'd be missing one. I suppose the Cork lads were away, but like we had them back for the full year this year. It was a great role and training was thoroughly enjoyable. Um, and I suppose that does help as well. En route to the final, so obviously beating Ireland the first day, then you beat Bell and Colleague, last to the Bears in your, your final group game, which was a dead rubber in, in, in a sense because you're already through the knockout stages. Then you beat to Hell in the quarterfinal and then you beat Douglas. So before we look at the Bears game, of the four matches you played to get there, what's the one that stands out for you? Uh, I suppose it has to be the De Hallow game. Um, yeah, it, was, it was really sweet to, to score the last seven, I think, on the trap and to come back and win because... Again, like just years gone by, we would have we would have lost that game, and we had lost to Dehalo in a county quarter final. We lost comprehensively, so it was uh, it was nice to get one back over him. And that shows that there's a, there's a character in this clan team that maybe we haven't seen in past years because, like you said, there you really lost the last seven in a row. You were six points down, um, but you still fought back. You didn't let the heads dip. You came back and you won that game. Sean White got got the winner. So, like you can take so many positives from those games. En route to the final. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose we had three one-point wins and one one-point loss in the season. Um, so, like, it, it is fine margins, but I do think we we like we have to look at the positives and take them with the negatives. But all in all, everyone's gutted and disappointed because that was our aim. Obviously, if you get to a final, you want to win it. And um, I suppose it just didn't go our way on the day, but we were proud of our performance and. Everyone was proud of the team and the buzz was absolutely unbelievable. So it was an enjoyable occasion. What was the build-up like? Because it was the first time for, for this group of players to get the, uh, to get the county senior football final. So even the week leading up at home in Clan and even the day of the game itself, travelling up, what was all that like? That was great. There was, um, there was a great buzz around and everyone in the town got behind us. And uh, yeah, even even when we lost, there was, um, there was a bit of a homecoming. And it was great to to have that support because it's a non-nice place to be. And even the support, like one of the images that stands out for me from last Sunday was the, the team of 96 clapping you out on for, for the second half. Um, we put the video up on Twitter on Sunday night and it's got thousands and thousands of views, but it, it was such a lovely moment and it showed, showed the clan past and clan present almost coming together for this very special moment. So it's like there's a new energy in clan right now. Can you feel that yourself? Yeah, it was great. Jeez, it gives you some lift coming out. Um, I suppose they've won up on us. Their captain that day, Brian Murphy, he's a, he's a selector with us. Uh, so hopefully now we can drive on. 
What was said at halftime last Sunday? You were two points down, six points to four. What what did Hardy say inside the dressing room? I can't even remember to be honest. <laughs> um, I suppose we were like we we were we had a bad second quarter. I don't think we scored, um, and it was to just kind of compose ourselves. And you always break it into four fifteen minutes, and like we probably didn't do ourselves just in the second quarter. And we came out the third quarter is when we've been lacking all year and when we kind of our performance has dipped. But we, I think we had a good third quarter and then obviously the final quarter. But I can't remember particularly what we said at halftime, to be honest. That second half, Owen, was epic, like especially as, 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 a, as a neutral watching on. It was like two heavyweights slugging it out, kind of the lead was changing hands. It was just a, a brilliant half of football. What was it like in the heat of the battle, in the moment itself? Like, can you... Like you can't obviously step outside the bubble to kind of to take stock of what's happening. But what was it like in there in such an intense game with so much on the line? Oh, it's, it's really enjoyable and to be playing up in Parky Cleave with a really nice, or there was about 8,000 there, I think. Um, there's a serious buzz. And I suppose you don't think of it, which is probably a good thing, because if you did, you'd start overthinking it. But it was great, really good. And the fact that Clan gave a performance like you did in your first county final on the big stage against a team like the Bears, who are, who are seasoned campaigners and who only won the championship back in 2018 as well. Like, that's another positive that you can take from this because I saw no nerves. I saw no stage fright. There was no fear in Clan. Like, he, he, he looked at home on the big stage. Yeah, um, I don't know. As I suppose, we do have, like, we'd won a lot growing up. We'd won under-21s and we were really lucky to have a good underage team. And there's kind of a big core of play, group of players that are, have been playing together for a long time. And uh, I suppose winning, we forgot how it feels for the past few years. But uh, yeah, it is great to be back. But again, you'd be absolutely sickened. And then, like you, like we said earlier, it was it was Stephen Sherlock who got that that last gas point. He just stole a yard on Tom Clancy. Like and Clancy did such a brilliant job on, on Sherlock all afternoon. But that shows the caliber of players at a stage of the season like this, like the likes of Sherlock Maguire, Bar's big players stood up as well. So it just like they are. They're obviously a, a, more than just a decent team as well. I think it was um, Owen McGreevy played the ball across to Sherlock and it was great ball. It was just just outside Clancy's reach and he stuck it on the run. There was no stopping. Um, yeah, he's a class player. So what's next for Clan? Obviously, the, the aim and the mission would be get, to get back to another county final again. But when we look to 2022, it's back to step one again, back back to the group stage. So how can Clan build on what you achieved this year? I suppose take look at what we did well, look at where we need to improve. Because um, there are there are a few bits, like even watching back the final yesterday, there was a few areas I felt that we probably didn't do ourselves justice in um, that we can improve on. So hopefully now that'll that's what we'll focus on. But it's a it's a long winter. But even chatting to select uh, clan selector Owen Ryan, he made a point to me before that this is almost this is the this is the the stage one or phase one of this team because obviously with the new management in this year and like he said there's a lot of work to be done so like you could obviously see the kind of areas that clan can improve on as well but that's probably a good place to be getting the county final but knowing we have these certain areas that we can improve yeah and i suppose as you said the bears are seasoned campaigners as are nemo castlehaven like the bears how many they've been in They've made the semi-final nearly every year for the past three years, is it? Yeah, and this is, I think this is their, their third final in five years, and they won it in 2018. Yeah. So I suppose you have to kind of 
you have to be there thereabouts. It's a big step up to be like qualifying from groups and coming away with that. But at the same time, you'd want a bit of experience up there and hopefully hopefully we've got that now and can push on. Because if you look at the age profile of, of this clan team, um, Thomas Clancy, 29, is the elder statesman. Like, and he's only 29. And you're looking at the likes of when Liam O'Donnell is back, I think he's 23. Jack O'Mahony's 26. Um, Shanley's 22. So there's such a young core here. So the hope is that the, that the best and the better days are ahead of you. Hopefully. <laughs> That's the plan anyway. Um, yeah, you'd be looking forward to it. There's a great, there's a great bunch of lads there. It's, as I said, it was a thoroughly enjoyable year. Um, we've great crack together and yeah, the, some, like Clancy is the oldest with Dennis Murphy as well. He's uh, oh geez, I wouldn't even put an age on him, um, but he's been around forever and hopefully we'll see him again next year because I think he definitely could bring a wealth of experience. Talk to you about the clan defence for a second because we've spoken a lot about it in, in the start this year. It's almost a platform that clan have built your six success on because so many players have inter, inter county experience there, like we mentioned, Chanley, Clancy. Um, uh, Liam O'Donovan, Sean White, who's been immense the last couple of games, Dan Peace, and involved with the Cork Miners, then Mark White in goal, and obviously yourself as captain, centre back, a rock there as well. Like, such a solid defence, and there's so much going for it. Yeah, I suppose, like, the, like anything, if you don't have a good defence, you got to score more than the opposition, you know, so it makes you, you can make your job a lot harder, and that's kind of what we said, set out at the start of the year. Um, we shipped some heavy losses there. We, we played Nemo and we got absolutely hockeyed. Um, and I think after that, we, we kind of, not shut up shop, but I don't know, there's a system in place and we kind of learned as we went and improved on that system. We probably went a bit too much so in defence against the Bears the first day in the group stages. Um, and then we kind of built on it and we worked a bit more on our attacking and to be fair the forwards there this year really stood up like Darrow Shea Ross Mannix Sean McVoyce played some of the, the best football I've ever seen him play Like when you look at the evolution of this team like you said like you're you're tweaking the whole time like you have a system and a structure that you play that you play to and it's working for you but you're you're develop, developing it like you said there the Bears game you said you might have been a bit too too defensive against Douglas in, in the first half it was scintillating football with, with Sean and Liam like some of the football you played in that half was was brilliant to watch so you're still very much a work in progress yeah hopefully and like you, you can there's always an area or something you can improve on and um, hopefully now we can kick off again next year with identifying those things and working on them um, there's a few great young players coming through as well so hopefully they can get a bit of game time and compose themselves on the panel What's your plan for the next couple of weeks and months? So, I'll be taking it easy. <laughs> um, yeah, geez, just taking it easy for a few weeks and then back to it. Hopefully after Christmas, you'd rather be sooner than later. But is, is the the appetite and the hunger there just to get back in again? Seeing how how close you came to touching the sun, like you're you're almost there. Like you know that it, it, it's inches. It was one kick of a football from from being county champions. Like does that even make you even more? The desire to say, lads, come on, let's put in the same effort again in 2022 and let's see where that takes us. Yeah, but as I keep saying, like it's um you gotta appreciate the journey too, I suppose. You're going out playing football with your friends, it'd be the best or some of the best friends you have, and it's good crack and it is enjoyable. Um, so you gotta appreciate that as well and uh enjoy it. 
Is that one of the key sorts to decline success? The fact you get you all get on so well. I know that that under twenty one team back in the that one to three the carry three in a row. Like a lot of lads come from that, and it's a you seem like a very tight knit unit, like unit like friends off the field, teammates on it. Yeah, I suppose we we would be very good friends off the field and on the field, um, and I don't know maybe that reflected. Hopefully that reflected in the, some of the football we played for each other. It is, uh, it was been very enjoyable. I was in Ross Carby that first day when he beat Island Rovers, and I was in Parky Creeve on Sunday. I've enjoyed every second of this journey watching Clan and seeing seeing this team develop. And the hope on is that there, there there's more to come. But just, just want to say thanks for coming on on the podcast with us this week. And um, great campaign for Clan, and no doubt we'll see you back next year. That's the plan, anyway, Kieran. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. Kieran, we're going to take a look at what's in this week's paper. And um, I just want to float the idea that I assume Davy Fitzgerald is on the front page. Davy's in the star, but Davy's not on the front page yet. Obviously, Davy Fitzgerald will probably take the see the headlines at some point in uh, in twenty twenty two, given that he's now part of the Cork Senior Camogie Management Team. Um, takes two men to replace Paddy Murray. It looks like Metro Toome is going in as manager, and and Davy Fitz as coach. But that's a fierce interest in appointment, Jack. Um, he was on the Today Show on RT during the the week, Davy, and he said he'd give him coaching for a, a day or two every week. So um, Cork lost the Senior Camogie final, and this year they weren't too far away. And you think now with the with a new manager and a character with the experience of David Fitzgerald that they won't be too far away. And he's more year. than a character, let's be honest. He's a winner at the end of the day. He's won yeah, all Ireland as experience. a player and a manager, Leinster Championship with Wexford. Huge experience of success as well. Yeah. So if Cork are looking for that little bit extra, not that they didn't have a winner in the, mm-hmm. in Paddy Murray, but you know they're looking to get back up to the top table again. Who, who better than Davy? And he'll make for great copy for the Southern Star. So Davy's time will come for the front page of the Southern Star, but Davy, it's not this week. So we've, we've loads going on, Jack. Obviously, the the Clannacilty Bars County Senior Football Final takes precedence. We've six pages on on the fallout reaction analysis um, from from that big game. Also, we've a full page on Kilbritton Monday, Carby Junior B hurling championship last weekend. Um, the, David Desmond came up with a last minute injury time penalty to win the game. Dramatic there. So, um, like I said, full page on that. Huge win for Coursey Rovers. They won the Premier Intermediate Hurling Championship final um, last Saturday evening. We have a full page on that. We have a, we have a big in-depth Q&A session with outgoing Carberry GA chairman Tom Lyons just on the state and health of, of Carberry. His three-year term as chairman ends at the Carberry's GA convention in Bellanine this Friday night. So we talk about an awful lot in this, um, talk about the future of divisions, the future of the Carberry um, senior football and hurling teams, the update on the proposed revamping of the, the Carberry junior championships, the update on, on the Carberry headquarters, what's happening next. Tom talks about his, I suppose his greatest disappointment in his term as chairman, as well as his greatest success. And there's, there's an awful lot in there, so that's well worth checking out. Um, like I said, the Carberry J convention isn't Bellanine, this this um this Friday night and Aidan O'Rourke will take over as the new Carberry chairman. We also have an exclusive extract from John Caulfield's new memoir, Rebel Heart. Um, and it's 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 a really good extract, to be honest with you, Jack. He's looking, he's looking back and recalling the time when as a player, Cork City traveled over to Galatasaray in 1993 to take on the, the home side in a in a in a in a European tie. Um, it was Cork City went into hell. 
as he says. So there's a two-page extract on that, and that's, that's well worth picking up because if if any listeners are are thinking of picking up John Crawford's book as a as a Christmas present for themselves or someone in their family, check out this week's Southern Star for that extract, and and you'll see. And you can make your mind up then whether you want to buy this book or not. We also have um, a picture special from last Saturday night when the West Cork ladies that won the 2020 Cork Senior Football Championship finally got their county medal. So um, it was a long wait. Obviously, COVID restrictions last year meant that they couldn't celebrate it like they would have hoped. And this is the West Cork team that won this county senior football championship for the first time. So we have picture special and news from that. So there's an awful lot going on in um, in, in this week's Southern Star. And we also have a, have a nice interview with Maeve O'Neill. She's a young, young Downey AC athlete who picked up a West Cork Youth Sports Star Award last week. So we have a, a nice catch up with her. So there's, there's a hell of a lot going on for a sports section in December. So well worth, um, well worth picking up again this Thursday. Yeah, brilliant stuff, Kieran. And if you can't make it to the shops on Thursday, you can always subscribe online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and subscribe to the Southern Star Digital Edition for less than two euro per week. Just one more thing from me before we wrap up this week. Episode six of The Big Story, which is our Southern Star news podcast is out now and it's an exploration by our editor Siobhan Cronin into the explosion in popularity of sea swimming in West Cork and around the country since the beginning of the pandemic. So some really beautiful footage from around the great swimming holes of West Cork, Loch Gine, in Shadoni, Tregumna, an interview with Steve Redmond, the Ocean 7 legend, and basically just gives a good idea if you're interested in taking up sea swimming or if you're already an avid sea swimmer and you just want to see some of your favorite spots on screen so that's the big story it's at southernstar.ie the southern star on youtube and google or search the big story wherever you get your podcast so spotify apple podcast give that a look it's a good one so we hope you enjoy that too but for now thanks for listening to the star sport podcast we'll be back on tuesday if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Slán Tommel.